We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. We promised you a boxing show this week. We did a lot of pro wrestling earlier in the week. Uh, we talked MMA, give you a full preview of the UFC pay-per-view card happening this weekend. So we we're like, you know what? I'm going to kind of keep the boxing show short today. But we didn't want to let it go completely because we have Anthony Joshua. This is Alexander Usyk, part two. You are not in Saudi. No, thank you. For God. this. <laughs> so Dre's still in studio. He didn't have to go all the way out there, like 23-hour flight to get there. You went last time, though. Yeah, I went to, I went to Riyadh. Oof. Wasn't bad. I mean, they treated me like a king, which, like, was, I got a flight. They had my name. They had, my, like, my own car service. It was great. But, man, it's just so far, you know, I've, I'd have to leave the kids behind. My wife would have been upset. So <laughs> they didn't need me out there. And they, they were like, they was like, do you want to go? And I was like, not really. And then I was, you know, just launched the, the new show, Flobber in Time. So yeah, shout out to Big that. Mac. Yep. So we had to do that. And I was like, no, I'm cool with staying home. But I become that guy. Like, if I don't have to go, I don't just go for fun anymore. I got to have a purpose. And 24-hour flights ain't the move. I ain't going to lie to you. Like, we'll talk about this. I guess we can talk about it real quick right now. Better BF got injured. His fight, end of October, is postponed. That was supposed to be in London. And I looked at it, looked at the breaking news. Shout out to my commenter, broke it. Looked up, looked down at my phone, looked at my wife. It's like, I don't have to go to London in October. I was like, I'm kind of happy about this. Yeah, I like, like home. Yeah, I'm going to go sooner or later again. And it was fun to go. But October, we'll see what happens on Monday. But uh, it looks like... October 15th is going to be Haney, um, Cambosis 2 in Melbourne. Yep. So it's just like, well, I might have to go to Australia, which is like another 22-hour flight. Mm. So that and then an 11-hour flight like two weeks later probably wasn't going to be great. Yeah. And it's the week after our cruise. Well, yeah, yeah. Like we're, we're so that would have been burning through crunchies. Yeah, like I've, I've done enough work travel. Like I've, I've, oh, my. God, I've done so much travel over the years that some people are like, you don't want to go? And I'm like... You know, people are listening and be like, you privileged mother... <laughs> yes, and <laughs> I'll accept that. Like, that, 
dude, I'm just, it's, it's exhausting. Like, if I can stay home and watch, like, even UFC fights there in Vegas, sometimes I'm like, do I really got to go? Like, <laughs> I, mm, you know, it's cool to be in the atmosphere of the arena and all that stuff and, and see the fights live, but sometimes it's just like having them on screen. In oh, yeah. particular this weekend, because Joshua Usyk is in the morning. Yep. UFC is in the evening. And then there's that really fucking strange bare knuckle fight with Mike yes. Perry and MVP, and that's during the day. Uh, Adrian Bronin was supposed to fight. That's in the evening. Uh, I'll be in San Diego Friday and Saturday for a top rank card. Oh, yeah. Y'all got y'all bullshit top rank cards. Yeah. Like, it's not for right. Nobody's, Very cool. Nobody's. Oh, it, Nico Ali is on it. Sure. So. But, but uh, the whole thing is like, I could watch all this at home. Listen, man. I'm, I'm doing the same from a hotel room. Yeah, it's like, everything. Uh, it's like, all right. I'm trying to figure out a time where I can go to the zoo. I just want to go to the San Diego Zoo. I'm going to keep it a buck. Like, I really go to San Diego because I want to check out the zoo. But it's, it's uh, yeah, it's Jeddah, man. It's Saudi Arabia. It's, it's hot as shit. It's, you're completely upside down in Saudi Arabia. It's like, yo, when I came back, I had to sleep for a day. Because I was oh, like, God. I'm so upside down. Because when I wake up, everybody's sleep. Like, we had Raj uh, Mahil, who's our UK correspondent on the Clobber and Time show. And I was like, what time is it out there? He's like, it's midnight and I'm dead. I haven't slept yet. And I was like, oh, I feel bad for you. Still got to do this show though. Because American <laughs> audiences don't, we don't care. No, not at all. So anyway, yes. Joshua Usyk this weekend. Broner pulls out his fight with Figueroa. Mental health. We'll and talk about that in the spinoff away from there. Shall we, shall we start with Tiafimo? Before we get to that. <clears throat> before we get to the boxing. We were talking about this during the break. And I've been actually wondering about this. How excited are you for our cruise that we're going on? If the, I don't think we talked about this on air. No. So myself, Dre, Marcus Vandenberg, reverse rap pack, Ryan McKinnell, Big Mac, reverse rap pack, and another friend of ours are all going on a Disney cruise. Yes. Beginning of October. Us, the fam, y'all's kids, my kids ain't coming. My, my kids gonna stay their ass in school. They in high school. They'll be fine. Yeah, when I take like the longer Disney cruise, then I'll I'll bring them along. But for right now, no, my kids ain't come. Badass kids. I love them though. <laughs> so I'm going. It's it's now like fifty days away. Yeah. My wife has a countdown clock for this damn cruise. I get home. I get home every day. And she, I bought her the cricket machine for Christmas. Any other people who have wives out there that craft know my pain. Um, but she is now taking up making designs for everyone. She's reaching out to your wife shortly. So she's been doing nothing but YouTubing. Disney crew stuff. Oh, God. I guess a thing is decorating your door. Oh. See, you would have had a blank-ass door. People have been looking at, oh, look at this weird-ass guy. Yep. There's nothing on his door. You can have something on your door. You know why? My wife's going to make this shit. <laughs> she already got it in mind. It's like a clever pun. I don't know. She'll tell your wife. Yeah. She has it all planned out. I don't think you have an option. So she starts, and like she's now fucking creating all these different graphics, and I just walk around my house and just find shit just <laughs> magneted to the back of my doors of my home. So <laughs> she can't wait. Her... And Marcus Vanderbury's wife are in constant contact every day about this damn cruise. I was just like, I wonder if Dre's house is the same. I mean, I like, oh my God. So our situation is everything's focused on my son. So he like dominates everything. So 
yes, I am very excited for this cruise because it's not work. And I get to hang out with my family, with y'all, my friends. I'm going to find ways to get drunk on a Disney cruise. And I'm not going to have another care in the world. Can't be too hard. My daughter's going to have a blast. She's super excited. My wife, it's funny because my wife is like, you guys are going to be like, you guys are going to talk too much, aren't you? Like, you're going to get with your friends. It's going to be like, blah, 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 blah. She's like, don't you talk to Kelly like twice a week at least? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, but it's different when we're, we don't have to work. And like, like, look, I love doing this podcast, but if we can just bullshit and hang out, I'm excited for this. Like, yeah. I'm excited to get away. The other thing about the cruise, you don't do this, but I'm turning my phone off. I, I am not. No, I'm buying the Wi-Fi. I'm going to have the Wi-Fi, but I'm not going to use it. Because okay. I have no reason to talk to anybody. Yeah, no. Nah, Everything I, I need is going to be on the boat. You'd be proud of me. I put in <gasps> for the days off. Oh, shit, if I had a kazoo, I'd play it. <laughs> so I am off that Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Yeah, I am. I was like, you know what? I kind of want them to pay me <laughs> like for not being here. Yeah. And uh, now other people, it's, it's in between fights. So it's like a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday yeah, cruise. going on. Like, ain't nothing I'm missing. I mean, if there was for me, I don't care. But yeah, and it's the start of our fiscal year like i don't care about i got 12 months to get stats i'm good i'm looking forward to this cruise i mean i i'm (laughs) sounds bad i'm not looking forward to taking my son (laughs) because he's not going to care about any of this it's going to be whatever wherever he's at like when i took him to san diego is like being at home he's still not going to sleep still going to be pissed off all the time so the same routine except there's like mickey mouse is there cheer him up or he'll maybe the boat will rock and like make him calmer mm -mm, nope I mean, he'll be about six months at the time, so maybe he'll be better. Oh, but yeah. God, he sucks. So it's like taking him on the boat. I'm just like, that's me and my wife are both like, all right, well. But we're bringing my niece, who's super excited. We're bringing my daughter, who's super excited. So I, I, it'll be fun to watch them. Uh, my friend Dwayne, family friend, they're bringing their kids, so all the kids can go hang out, and I'm stuck with my son still. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it'll be cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I have. Right hand and left hand, one drinks, one yeah. baby. Yeah, yeah. we, we going to be outside by the pool deck. Yeah. He ain't stopping, no, we chilling. No, and, and it's going to be funny because, like, what my wife said, because, you know, we have the parties at the house, and I was like, yeah, it's going to be like a four-day party, basically. Like, we're always <laughs> like, you nerds are just going to be sitting there talking about nerd shit. All day. Doing nerd things. Except and- tell her bring the games. I was thinking that. Oh. Y'all got all the couples games. We do. Yeah, just don't bring anything and get me thrown overboard. No spades. <laughs> it's just because. Well, that I was the game I'm thinking about. I got, I got like drinking games and like tell the truth games and. Oh, we gotta bring those. I watch those on YouTube. Those all can the get time. very dangerous. But, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to this cruise and I'm disconnecting. I'm not gonna be on social media. Like when I go on, a, when I break, I break. Like, yeah, yeah. I broke when I had my child. I broke when I had my daughter. I break on vacation. I mean, this is a forced break. I'm not gonna work. I'm going to only have the Wi-Fi to, like, keep an eye on things. Yeah. But nothing can happen on a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday that I need to know. Like, Tyson Fury at this point retires and unretires every day. Yeah, okay. That shit can wait three days. Yeah, I don't, dog, when I go on a cruise, I don't care. But it's funny because when I come back and I, like, open my email, Shake told me this. Shake from Two Old Boys. It's the funniest thing. We went on a cruise. This cruise is going to be short. You're going to see this. Your first yeah. cruise. This, this cruise is really short. But we went on a five-day cruise. And we were like, yeah, are you going to turn your phone on? I was like, no. We got off the boat. We both turned our phones on. And it was like, and you know what Shake did? Delete. He just didn't even look at anything. I'm marking everything as red. (laughs) He deleted everything. And he was like, if it's that important, they'll email me again. And I was like, ah. 
Yeah. So now that's what I do. I just okay. delete everything. So I'm looking forward to the cruise. I'm not opening any of that. Yeah, I always think I'm going to miss something when I get off the boat. But no, he's right. And then we're going to like Disneyland the day before. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I ain't trying to be bothered with y'all. There won't be no podcast that week. Nah. No, no, no. Well, ain't shit have it in that week. No, nah, no. Nah. It's October. Yeah. So y'all won't have us too bad. Yeah, nah. We'll do something. I don't know. Run. We got a million interviews. Y'all, man, y'all have. <laughs> like, listen, guys. We've given y'all like weeks where we've had like five, six shows. And like double or nothing week. I think and, we're in like the 400s. Maybe easy. up to 450. Y'all won't miss us. We'll be back and recap our cruise. How about that? Yeah, that I means, listen, yeah. that sounds fun. Y'all won't care about it at all. You'll be like, delete. And I'll be like, so. I will recap what I remember of said cruise. Yeah. You can get drunker than I. I still have a baby to deal with. No, yeah, yeah. No, no. I am. Dre, there's levels to drunkness as an adult. I get to see them. And it's How a. How do you? Yeah, it's a bell curve. Right? Bring tequila. No, we can't bring tequila. It's only See? Ha! I'll find a way to get tequila. Uh, that last day when we embarked oh, shit, in Mexico. We get, yeah, we were, we're going to be in Mexico. Mexico. Drinking tequila. Yes. But it's like a bell curve when you drink as an adult, especially after you have children. So you got to drink when they're first born, born and all that stuff because they won't stop yelling, all this shit. So when you get time to yourself, you're going to drink, right? But you're drinking like good, like adult, sit on your couch type shit. So you're drinking. Uh, wives probably turn into winos a little bit. It's all good. Yeah. So. Tons of drinks. We're up here. And then it goes down because you got to be a responsible adult and take care of baby and all this stuff. And then when they're toddlers and stuff. But then when you hit about middle school, it starts peaking up. <laughs> and then you'd be like, oh, wait. So you can make your own breakfast? You can grab Pop-Tart. Oh, you can use the toaster? Oh, you're making waffles. Oh, okay. So I really don't got to be functional before 9 a.m. And then you notice like, oh, you don't want to talk to me anyway. Like, oh, you just want to sit in your room watch YouTube all day and TikTok? <laughs> Not hurt my feelings. All right, then. So then you can start drinking earlier in the night. Because you know from like, yo, you got your homework done, after school activity is done. So from like 6.30 on, I don't really got to see you. And then you hit the part where I am, where I have two in high school, about to be, I have a daughter's, my stepdaughter's 20, about to be 20, two in high school, and my son's in seventh grade. And as soon as he's in high school, all the gloves are off. And now I'm traveling without him. i be like, nah, we'll be fine. We'll go somewhere else. And you just go and drink. And then uh, you have like three designated drivers. And then you hit like you're drinking like in your early 20s again. Because like somebody going to come pick me up. I don't know. All I know is this morning before I, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying this. Is your nephew I, driving yet? He don't want to drive. He's a bum. I love my <laughs> nephew, but he, he's like, <laughs> he's I, he doesn't want to drive. He doesn't want to drive. <laughs> But I, I woke up this morning, my internet, my Wi-Fi went out. So I had to go get a new router. So I was pissed. And I had a Clarissa Shields interview today. And it's just a, one of those mornings where just, like, the internet wasn't working. I was drinking at, like, 10 in the morning. <laughs> Before the Clarissa interview, by, by the time I got my router on, I had, like, a beer in my hand. I, Mango cart is amazing. Oh, incredible. They have guava cart, and it's incredible. So I bought mango cart, guava cart, and melon cart. So this morning. How's the melon cart? They're all good. Okay. They're all they're all fan. And so uh, yeah, it was like ten thirty in the morning and I I looked and my daughter's at school, my son's asleep, and I was like, I got this Clarissa interview coming up, and I was like, eh, got got time. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I know somebody's like, is it too early? It's never too early to drink. No. Ever. Is it too early for this baby to cry? Yeah. <laughs> too early no. is it? Yeah, no, if he can cry, I can drink. 
So that's any time of the day. That is that is the rules when you have a newborn. So, man, it's it's gonna be fun though. Can't wait for that. Now we can talk boxing. All right. Let's recap Teofimo Lopez. Oh. Not often boxing fans annoy me as much as pro wrestling fans. <laughs> very, very little. Like, that's why people are like, oh, what sport do you cover? I cover boxing. And I also cover MMA and pro wrestling. Like, why? Because I always list boxing as the number one because the fan base does not annoy me. It's pretty easy covering boxing. WWE and pro wrestling fans are whiners. UFC fan base can be very MAGA. <laughs> it just gets very, uh, yeah. very weird at times and awkward. People don't believe fighters should get paid more and all this shit and <laughs> siding with the man. Um, boxing is kind of cool. Boxing's all right. Bunch of old folk, they don't bother me. And the young boxing fans, like Jake Paul and shit, like, cool. Yeah. They don't bother nobody. You do whatever you want. There's room for everybody. The reaction to Teofimo's return this past weekend. He goes out there. Pedro Campa is his opponent. Obviously, they're not on the same level. Pedro Campa, though, it's game. Yeah. It's one of those where you're like, oh, no, you're a good fighter. Like, a step down at one four, Like, you can hang. You, you give some people problems. Cool. He couldn't really hit Teo. And he took a lot of good punches from Teo. Yes. So he eventually got broken down. Tio, on the other hand, looked like he was just having fun in the ring. Yes. He didn't take... This wasn't the Lomachenko fight for him. No. He didn't have to be cerebral. He wasn't an idiot like he was against Cambosis. He was no, and granted, that could have been physically brought on, which I've been saying the whole time. You can't breathe. You got a hole in your esophagus. You're like, yep, I got to knock him out in the first round. Yeah, I got to go for broke. Never lied to anyone. That's what he did. Ended up going 12 anyway. And he's like, oh, shucks. I probably didn't have to. Right. Well, it was a split decision. All right, cool. Whatever. Came back. Paced himself early, got his legs under him, just started having fun. Show bowling, wilding out a little bit, looked happy to be in there. And then when it was time to get comp out, got him out of there, poured it on. Great performance in my eyes. Great, great fight for what it was at 140. Now, if he goes Barbosa next, that's a huge step up. Yeah. And then it's just champions after that. For a 25-year-old going for another division title, like, it's pretty damn good. Yes. Everyone was just, oh, well, he's washed. Oh, look at him. Why did it take him so long to knock this guy out? Oh, he got hit too much. Like, do you see anything wobbling? Like, I, I don't know what people wanted. He was styling on the guy the whole time. Started doing this shit. He started fighting like Jim Carrey and uh, me, myself, and Irene <laughs> for a round. Like, he wasn't taking this serious. He's switching stances the entire time. Orthodox southpaw, like, he was trying all his tricks. Still got the knockout. I was more impressed by that than I, I've been in a long time by Teofimo Lopez. I mean, you asked what did they want. They wanted to not like Teofimo Lopez. <laughs> That's what they came in. The people who didn't want to like him just found ways to not like him. And I think Teo coming back from that loss to Cambosis, even though it was a split decision, I think a lot of people, like, forget it was a split decision. And he had Cambosis in trouble. And if he was truly fighting compromise, which I believe he was, and he had COVID, and I mentioned this before when I talked to Amanda Nunez, she was like, when I fought Juliana Pena, it all hits you all at once. Like, it's not like I can leave the fight. Yeah. 
I'm stuck there. I asked Teal the same thing. And he was like, in like the third round, my dad was like, I got to pull the plug on this. You can't breathe. And he was like, well, I got to finish the fight. I'm not going to quit. Yep. And Amanda Nunez had the same shit with Juliana Pena in the first fight. She was like, I can't breathe. <laughs> I can't, I can't physically do anything. And she tries her best. Right. But she can't do short. anything. So, but then we saw a perfectly healthy Amanda Nunez and we saw her just dominate her. So when I saw Tia Fima, I was like, that's Tia Fima we know. We could just kind of eliminate that performance. Yep. So people who think that Tia Fima's washed up have lost her mind, people that think that Tia Fima Lopez is a little crazy, you may not be wrong. I mean, look at his dad. No, very. He's had a lot of shit going Junior, on. yeah, it's very good. My man's been married and divorced. My man's had health issues. My man's had won and lost his titles. He's had a rough past year. Done a lot of shit a 20-year-old does. Yeah, but... 20-something-year-old. But when you watch him fight, and, you know, he says he'll fight anybody, and I think the thing I like about Teal the most is, like he said, if Ryan Garcia fights me, like, he can't come out here asking for his crazy number. Like, if you really want to fight me, come fight me. Yeah. Stop asking for all this money to fight me. And I asked him about Oscar being ringside. He's like, no, it's cool. It's Oscar's in the ring fight. But I was like, do you think Ross? He was like, no, I think it's Cap. I think Oscar's there to keep Ryan's name out there. Yeah. Because he's like, I don't think Ryan really wants to fight me. And the truth is, Ryan wants to fight Tank. Yeah. But some, fight, some promoters want to keep their fighter relevant by making believe that yep. they want to fight. But Tio, on the other hand, is like, I fought Lomachenko. You think I'm scared to fight any of these bums? <laughs> yeah. Like, yo, my 15th fight. Right. He's like, I fought the greatest amateur fighter to ever walk this earth. A man that was arguably number one pound for pound. Yep. And I fought him for less because I thought I could beat him. And he gave props to Devin Haney for doing the same thing in Australia. But then he's like, Devin's crazy now because he's asked for all this money. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there because Devin was getting paid a lot of money by matching before. So his asking price is high. But he was like, I fought him for less. So he's like, why would I let you try to build off of me and make a ton of money? If you really want to fight me, take less. Take a little less. If, like, if the rematch demands more, we'll make more. But he's like, but I'll fight you. And that's the one, I, I listen to Tio and I'm like, I don't know how you can't like that. There is no when it makes sense for Teofimo Lopez. They, we got to fight when it makes sense. There is no let the fight marinate. If you're going to call me out, the, his quote was, go all the way with it because I'm going to fight you. And how can you not believe that, man? If Tank wants to fight him. Oh, he fight him? But all these. All he these, believes win, loss, whatever. Yeah. They should all fight. I, how can you be mad at that? Like, he's calling out Jose Ramirez, right? And they're like, oh, you may not be ready for Jose Ramirez. He beat Lomachenko. <laughs> Why do you think he's not ready for Ramirez who got washed by Josh Taylor? Yeah. Not saying that Ramirez can't win. I like Jose Ramirez. But to think that a man who fought the best fighter in the world would go back and say, I'm not going to fight him. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about this in a second with Tyson Fury because people are saying these weird things about Usyk. Like, Tyson Fury's scared of Usyk. And I'm like, that's not it. That's not it at all. Tiafimo will fight anybody, anybody, because he's already fought the best. Tank hasn't fought the level of competition that Tio has. No. Devin hasn't. No. And I love Devin Haney. I talk about it all the time, but none of them have fought Lomachenko. I would argue Richard Comey might be better than George Cambosa. Might be. George, that- is, George is tough to figure out now, because he, he beat Tio, and then he got washed by Devin. Yeah. I mean, George had a close fight before the Tio fight. Yeah, he did with, uh, not Mickey Day. No. Uh, um, but he won the split this year. Yeah. And it was just like, okay. Like, he's, T.O. had a, 
a bad set of circumstances. Yeah, and still have split decision. Still got a split decision. Almost finished Cambosis in the 10th. Yep. Just didn't have the gas tank to pour it on. Like, crazy. So, no, I mean, Teofimo was really good. And, you know, they're like, oh, Barbosa might be. Look, man, I'm sorry. I don't know if anybody at 140 can beat Teofimo Lopez. I don't, I don't know either. And, but I like all the fights. Regis is the closest in my mind to challenging Teofimo. I think it's Josh Taylor. Josh Taylor beat Regis. I, I, I count him as being gone. Oh, well. There's, Josh Taylor won't be there long enough to find out. Uh, I hope so. I think it's a great fight. But I think if you look at Tiafimo Lopez, you look at the 140-pound landscape. And versus Catterall would be one hell of a fight. I mean, but all those guys, I don't think any of them. The only people that can beat, like, I'd love to see him fight Tank. I'd yeah. love to see it. But I don't think they want to do it. It's more about business and not making great fights. I'd like to see Devin. But Devin's put himself in a position where now he's undisputed. And now he feels like, which he's right, I took less. To go overseas and he's got to do it again. Yeah. It's funny. I can't remember who said it. It might have been Tio. Somebody was like, well, that's his fault. Yeah. You know what you signed? <laughs> like, his bad. Now you got to go back and do it again. Yeah. What do you want us to do? That's fair. You're stuck. But if you go out there and beat Cambosis again, yes, you can command a lion's share of the money. You are the undisputed champion. It means something. Ryan's in a different spot. And to be fair, Loma's taking whatever. Yeah, he don't care. No. He just came from war. Yeah. Like, He's taking whatever it takes because I 100% believe he believes he can beat Devin Haney. Yeah, I know he does. I know yeah. Loma sits there and he thinks he can beat everybody. He thinks, and I've always said, I, I've said it before on this, this show, the problem with Lomachenko is he doesn't finish his food. He thinks he's better than everybody he fight like. He fights like. <laughs> and that's to his own detriment. Because yep. if he felt like he was threatened, he would fight different. He probably would have beat T.O. if he felt like he was threatened. He yeah. probably wouldn't have bullshitted for the first few rounds trying to download information and figure shit out. If he fought like he was threatened, he'd beat everybody. But I like that about Vasily Lomachenko. But Ryan's in a tricky spot. Ryan, you got to fight somebody too. You don't make as, you don't, you're not boxing popular as Tank. You're social media popular, but you're not boxing popular. At Golden Boy, they really have nobody for you to fight. Well, JoJo's still there. Yeah, but JoJo's now, he's got to fight, right? Who's JoJo fighting? Uh, he fights in November. Oh, shit. It's a good fight. Damn it, I can't remember who it is. I'll look it up later. Somebody's going to yell at me on Twitter. Um, I'll find them, Sharp. But if you're Ryan Garcia, your problem is, is that you've called these names out. Like, you've been in the ring with Devin Haney face-to-face. You've called out Javante Davis. William Zapata. Yes, that's a good fight. Zapata is super that's a, offense. That's a good, good fight. It's yes, a good it test is. to see where JoJo's at right now. Uh-huh. But um, Ryan has been in the ring with Devin Haney. He's called out Tank. And now Oscar was ringside for Tiafimo. If you don't fight one of these guys soon, now you're going to sound like it's all smoke. Yep. And it may not totally be on you, but Teal's right. Like, take less. If you, if you really want these fights, you're going to have to take a little bit less. People say belts don't matter, but matter. these guys are taking less for belts. Yeah. They want to be champ. Yep. They want to be undisputed because they know, it's like somebody, in Devin's case, they know it's like, all right, you're not going to fight me unless I got a, got a reason to fight me. Yep. So now I got the belts. You're going to fight me now? And even now, Ryan and Tank are both like, we'll fight each other. And Devin's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> I got the belts. What are y'all fighting each other for? Yep. But we'll see. I think T.O. is still one of the toughest nuts to crack. On our 25 under 25 list, which he won't be there next year because now he's 25, we had him ranked third. And the only reason why he was ranked third is because Shakur and Devin had such great years and T.O. lost. Yeah. But T.O. But still has, has beat the best that anybody has faced of any under 25 fighter. Hands down. So people that shit on him, I don't get it. He'll You're hard-pressed to find a better win in boxing. Yeah. 
Because no one's beat Arrow. No. No one's beat Bud. I mean, Bivol, that was when Elva went against Canelo, and Tio against Loma. And the key is, is like, Bivol was a lot bigger than Canelo. Yeah, he had, advan- he had yeah, physical, physical advantages going into that fight. Like, Tio didn't. The only yeah. thing was he was, you know, you could say he was young, but Canelo was young when he fought Floyd. None of that shit mattered. No. Nope. He got washed by yep. Floyd. And Loma wasn't old. He no, was in not his at all. He was 31, 32. He was peak dangerous Lomachenko. Yep. And Tio fought him. And people, like, I even thought, I was like, man, this is a lot. And he won. He won. <laughs> he won. Give that man some credit. Give that man's credit. Stop playing. Put some respect on Tiofima Lopez's name. All right. And then this weekend, that puts us at Usyk versus Joshua. Ooh, Two. Be remiss if we're not talking about Tyson Fury retiring, unretiring, retiring, unretiring. Gave up the Ring Magazine title. Who cares? It's on the line here. I don't know. Who cares? Um, WBC belt, he is not relinquished yet. That's because he's not retiring. You got to see how this plays out. He's not scared of either of these guys. No. So, okay. Here's, so I did this piece on Sporting News called Anthony Joshua's Multiverse of Madness, right? Because other than I think like maybe Riddick Bowe, because of Mike Tyson, Anthony Joshua's career has changed so many times because of things he can't control. Fury retired, got suspended after the first Klitschko, the, the Klitschko fight, which left the door open for Klitschko to get the belts back, fought Joshua, Joshua has that fight. The Fury fight doesn't happen, like, whatever. Yeah. It's all because of Fury, right? All this shit happened because of Tyson Fury. Jarrell Miller steps in, uh, takes all the drugs. Andrew Reeves comes in, short notice, knocks out. <laughs> takes <laughs> all the drugs. The Deontay Wilder fight was agreed to in principle at one point. Yep. Doesn't happen. And then you had the Tyson Fury fight agreed to at one point, two-fight deal. Doesn't happen because of between the pandemic and Wilder's winning that arbitration. Yeah. He gets his fight. Joshua's career has inexplicably been tied somehow to Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury knows this. That is why fight week, here comes Tyson Fury again talking. He loves to take the spotlight from Anthony Joshua. Every time. It's his game. And if you, like, when, when you heard that the Ring magazine, no, that, nobody cares. Tyson doesn't care. The only thing Tyson cares about is the fact that he has a piece that prevents Joshua or Usyk from being undisputed. That's what he won't give up. Because he knows, and don't be fooled, he'll say, Derek Chisora, he ain't fighting no goddamn Derek Chisora. I think he would. If it meant staying busy and just collecting that check. if Yeah, if it meant but, that. It's not even competitive. No. But the winner of this fight, which don't let anybody lie to you, that Fury is not sitting there and actively rooting for Anthony Joshua to win this fight. Because it'll break every record in UK boxing history. Mm-hmm. It'll, be the, it'll be the biggest fight in UK boxing history. It'll be a massive pay-per-view in the States. Insane. It'll... It will crush so many heavyweight records. Because if Joshua goes out there and knocks out Usyk, that fight is monstrous. Whether they do it in Saudi Arabia or if they do it at Wembley and break all those records, Fury knows what he's doing. He's not retiring. And then there's people like, well, he's retiring because he doesn't want to fight Usyk. This man just fought Giancy Wilder three times. You think he's cared about a blown-up heavyweight? Not to disrespect Usyk. No, but... He doesn't have power at heavyweight against anyone. But you know, the, the real problem is, is that Tyson Fury is looking at Usyk and is like, how do I sell this fight? That's the problem. Because if Usyk beats Joshua, it doesn't make him a bigger star. No. It just makes him another guy. 
with all the titles. And in Fury's mind, he's like, I can't break any records fighting this guy, so I got to figure out a way because the other party's too nice. I can't even piss this guy off. Yeah. Look how he dresses. Look how he smiles and he sings. Like, he doesn't care. I, how do I make this fun? Fury will fight him. He's just got to figure out a way to make it marketable. So that, all this retirement nonsense, he just likes fucking with Anthony Joshua. I think that's it. Because Anthony Joshua is the one reacting. That fight so bad. Everybody wants that fight. And then when, when Joshua lost to Usyk the first time, you know Fury was like, God damn it. Like, yep. it was right there. Fucked I went out there the and bag. put on a war with Deontay Wilder. All he had to do was beat up this cruiserweight, which is a big task to begin with. Yeah. But he, like you saw Fury, go to the body. He's not wrong. No. No, he's smart. <laughs> he knows what to do. Like, if you watch the first fight, Joshua had success to the body. Uh, yes. Ran out of gas and I mean, almost got knocked out. I had to survive. So we're going into this fight, and I, 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 I keep saying this. I do not like that Anthony Joshua got a new trainer, right? Because the reason is, is that a fighter is a fighter. You got to spend time with the trainer to really implement those changes. Granted, Tyson Fury with Sugar Hill made him a more offensive fighter. Yes. Robert Garcia is the same kind of mind. It yep. makes you offensive. But I don't know if that's going to get the... Me- it's really up to AJ. As, as much as Robert Garcia can help, when you go back and look at that first fight, Anthony Joshua wasn't as aggressive as he should have been. Right? He didn't go to the body. He tried to outbox Usyk because he was like, I'm an Olympic gold medalist. I can box this guy. Yeah. It's like, mm, Usyk is very good at boxing. But if you watch the first fight, a lot of people were like, oh, Usyk dominated. He didn't. No. Before the ninth round, Joshua was up on all three scorecards, which I actually had Usyk up, but it was a close fight. Yeah. Then he, his eyes started swelling up, and he couldn't see what was coming from the left side, and that's when Usyk just, he won the last four rounds yeah. of that fight. If you head into the rematch, you look at this fight again, and if Joshua steps on the gas, his footwork has to improve. I watched the first fight like three times. Not sure if it's going. He's got to cut off the ring. Like, Usyk kept circling. Yeah. And then... And that's what made him tired more than anything. He was but, chasing. But Usyk wasn't, like, super active in the fight, right? And people have said this, this thing, Anthony Joshua can't win a decision. I was like, he can. And, you know, they're like, don't point to the Andy Ruiz fight. I was like, I am, but I'm going to explain something different here. Usyk's undefeated. If Anthony Joshua puts him down at any point in this fight, Let's just say he puts him down twice. It could be six rounds of six, but Joshua's going to win. Oh, easy. So, Joshua's smart enough to fight and stay out of danger, but at some point he's going to have to take a risk and hope that he catches Usyk and puts him down. Because if he puts Usyk down at some point in the fight, I think he fights a different fight because he's going to be cautious and he can win a decision. But I think it's all up to Anthony Joshua. Usyk's not going to change a thing. No, nor should he. He just got bigger. Yeah. And I don't know if that'll help, but he's bigger. That's it. But even still, when I watch these two stare off, stare down, and I'm like, no, AJ's still big as fuck. Like, I spent a lot of time with AJ. I've yeah, interviewed him. like a small child. Yeah, I've hung out with him, and I'm just like, you're a big guy. Like, you're a big, you, Fury, Wilder are the three biggest men I've ever seen in my life in terms of, like, boxing. Now, like, you know, Zhang's on this car, and he's a giant. But, <laughs> but Josh was also, like, this muscle-bound dude. But he's, he's coming to this fight probably weighing about 240. Yeah. So. I'm getting, like it. I'm getting right into it. Like, I think my brain keeps saying Usyk, but my heart's saying Joshua because I feel like 
I want the Fury fight. That's it. I'm picking Anthony Joshua. Not because I think he could win. I just want the Fury fight. But I, I, I see a path for him to win. And I don't think people give Joshua enough credit about making adjustments and being smart. I just, Usyk is a very good fighter. But I think if Joshua finds a way to go to the body to slow this man's movement down, because... Early and yeah, often. Early and often, go to the body, take the wind out of those sails. You can win a high-powered chess match because Usyk's not the busiest fighter. And let's be real. The, the judges kind of want to give you the fight. <laughs> like, here. here. Like, they're trying. It's like when Canelo fights. Yeah. It's like that Bivol fight was not that close. No. Canelo tries a little harder in two rounds. He wins that. Like, this shit came down to the 11th and 12th rounds on some cards. Which is crazy. Nuts. Yeah. They want to give you the fight, my man. He's just got to fight. He has to fight a smart fight. He's going to, like, the Ruiz fight. Like, I was listening to Roy Jones talk about commentary. He's like, I didn't like how he looked against Ruiz. He fought too cautious. No, he fought to win. Right? Yeah. He's going to put himself in harm's way. No matter how fat Andy Ruiz got, <laughs> how many cheesecakes he ate. Because that motherfucker, he ate a lot of cheesecake that week. You saw <laughs> like I, the stories that I've heard about Andy Ruiz, and now that they're more coming out, now they slimmed down. Yo, we couldn't even find Andy in Saudi Arabia because he <laughs> ate too much and he would go to sleep. And it was like, yo, he just didn't care. But Joshua wasn't going to change his game plan because Ruiz still had some pop, so he fought with a jab. But then he he watched Kubrat Pulev. If you go back, yeah, he gets buzzed a lot of fights. I've never liked that about AJ. Yeah, he but, does have the greatest chance. No, but I think he can win. The, this is a winnable fight. He's almost a two to one underdog. I get it. I'm picking Anthony Joshua. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I don't care. Oh, I, I think wholeheartedly I'm going to be wrong. But I'm picking Joshua <laughs> just because I want the Fury fight. Boxing owes us one. It owes us one, like, fuck it, shenanigans, super fight. And if that fight happens, I don't give a fuck where it is. I'll be there. Oh, we out there. <laughs> the whole week. That shit could be on what? Mars. I'll be like, hey, where's the rocket? Oh. Yes, that thing. Because he sending me on the first thing smoking. Yeah. Oh, I, like I just said, I didn't want to go to Saudi Arabia. Fury Joshua? Oh. There are certain fights that I just won't miss. That's one of them. Yeah. I'm chilling. I'm booking my flights right next to you. I'm getting a switch. We're playing video games for 21 yeah. hours. Yeah. And that's the other thing about Jetta. Another reason why I can't drink. It's a dry country. Is it? Yeah. Like I drank so much on the flight there before we crossed over and they were just like, last call because you're dry for the rest of the week. And I was like, really? I drank so much. Give me everything. Yeah, I drank, I drank everything on the way there. <laughs> everything. So that's, yeah. But that's why. Video games and, and high-class food. Well, you know, if you're doing London, that's different. There's a pub on, like, every corner. Oh, if it's London, we're, we're hanging out with the locals. Oh, yeah. We're learning chants. Yep. Oh, it's all crazy. I don't know if I'll make it to the fight. <laughs> it's all right. They'll carry us in. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, so that's, it's going to be fun. Um, tons of boxing coming up. We'll review this fight next week. Oh, as well last as week, the UFC fight. Before we go, because I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I just want to touch on it real quick. I hope Adrian Broner gets whatever help he needs. Oh, yes. Um, uh, Tank and Ryan Garcia went back and forth on this as well. It's, I talked about it on Clobbering Time with, with Ryan. Mental health is a, it's, it's a tricky thing because you don't want to discredit Adrian Broner, right? It's invisible. It's not you a knee spray. Right. It's not a... And, and I say this because we just had Jared Gordon on our MMA show yep. talking about that. Mental health is, yes, it's something we got to deal with. It's something we should bring attention to. 
fighters are in a business of separating people from their senses, which makes it all very difficult. And if you don't think for one minute that Mike Tyson didn't step in the ring with some mental health issues, you're out of your mind. Damn right. The only thing I ask of Adrian Broner, it's the most important thing, is Figueroa's talked about a cop out. Like, all these people say crazy things. But be an advocate after this. Yeah. You can't talk about mental health issues and then go, going back to be the old AB all the time. Yes, we want to see that out of you. Some people love that about you. But now that you pull out a fight and made it clear that it was mental health, you need to use that platform to address this in a public manner to help others. Like Ryan Garcia, they say, people say whatever the fuck they want about him, but he's not backing down from this was real. Yeah. I'm going to talk loudly and use my platform to help others yeah, who like, suffer from the same thing. Adrian Broner has been an asshole yeah. his entire career. But well, now, again, we don't know what's going on with him. Right. And we've seen, for years, we've seen on social media him just saying things. And I like... Sir, he flushed money down the toilet. He, he's done weird shit. He does... He posted odd videos. But we know... Well, we don't know. But we can all assume that a lot of this is a cover-up for whatever's going on inside. So I just hope that he... Whatever help he needs or he gets the help he needs... And then he speaks out about this publicly because don't use mental health as a, as a crutch. Don't use it because I don't feel like fighting today. Yeah. If you're going to say that I have, I'm dealing with some issues publicly and I need to pull out of a fight, go back and really explain what those things are. You don't have to be too candid, but speak to people. Talk to people. Use your platform. Yep. Yes, we know you've been the problem for so long, but let's be a solution for once. That's all I ask Adrian Broner. Omar Figueroa said it was a cop out. I don't care. Sergey Libanets being on standby wasn't by accident. No. Smart. They knew. So, and AB, and to be fair, he's like, oh, well, he just wasn't in shape or but He looked good. Looked good. Where he started. Yeah. To where he was. The man was doing work. Some shape, form. He was not sitting on a couch. No. He was not staying fat. No, like, he put in the work for this. He, if it got down to fight week and he was like, I don't feel right. And he's a world champion. <laughs> Whatever we say. The three-division world champion. Yeah. He knows what it feels like to be right. We're like, this is all wrong. Can you do it? I mean, if the man, whether we believe him or not, the man's been on social media talking about his money issues. Oh. Uh, he just pulled out of a fight. issues. Like, like, he pulled out of a fight that was going to make him money. I ask someone this all the time. Or, like, since this news broke. Like, I was talking to someone about that. I asked several people this. Because people do complain. Well, it's fight week. Go through with the fight. Like, you're messing up so much money and all this stuff. It's like, all right. Would you rather him pull out and you say, yo, he's faking, blah, blah, blah. Have to deal with that. Or would you rather him go through the fight, get hit in the head, be suffering from mental illness, and then do something crazy like kill himself because he lost again? Yeah, that, that's... What, how are you going to feel then? Like... Well Look, let's be proactive here. Yeah, for us as fight fans, it's just another fight. Yep. For Adrian Broner, it's his life. That's it. And, and it could makes, be his last one. Yeah. Like, and, last chance. And he makes millions of dollars. And he's leaving millions of dollars on the table because of whatever it is that he's going through. So as fans, shut the fuck up. That's it. Al Heyman, that's something you have to deal with. I don't know if you were privy to it beforehand, but Al Heyman may need to step in and be like, all right. I need to know I can trust you if I book you for another fight. Let's get you the help you need. That's business. Yeah. We ain't got nothing to do with that. Nothing. Like, shut up. Just go through the fight. No, 
they, they're getting punched. I don't even want to get punched in the face for a living. At all. Whatever he's going through, if it don't work out, cool. And let's be honest. As, come on, man. It's the third most important thing happening this weekend in, in combat sports. Yeah. And again, every fight now could be his last. Yeah, so quit playing. Y'all, you got to go gonna be, in 100%. Most of y'all going to be watching either UFC or the AJ Usyk fight. Y'all don't even think about this damn fight. Cut it out. I was going to be in San Diego. So, like, listen, we're, we're all going to move on as fight fans. Yeah. Hopefully, AB gets the help he needs. And I like him as a B-side. I want to see him back in the ring. Yeah. I, wanna, I hope he wins his next fight because I want to see him versus Boots. I'm a crazy guy. Him yeah, versus Regis at 140 should happen as well. Yeah. But it made Regis a way bigger star. So uh, plenty of fights for him when he does come back. Hopefully the best to him. Thank you guys for listening to this boxing show. It was fun. Hit us up on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter. Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Check us out on YouTube. See our pretty faces on there. Shout out to Brian. Shout out to Ross. No Rachel. But still, still our friend in the booth. We appreciate you all. Coming from the Blue Wire Studios here in the Wynn Resort, we're out. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.